Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Friday, June 11th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can follow the national show, Locked On NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts, and their Twitter page at Locked On NHL Pods. And don't forget the Cross Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker room. Change it away. We talk sports. So I'm actually kind of glad that I'm releasing this recording a little later than usual. Sorry that I wasn't able to get it out in the morning with life happening and with work super early. But but hey, regardless, we have a show. So... Just a few hours ago, the release of the finalists for the Jack Adams Award have been announced. And as expected, as something that people in the Florida Panthers landscape has talked about, beat reporters and even the national people have talked about that Coach Q is one deserving of being a finalist for the Jack Adams. And they were released today. The finalist goes as follows. Coach Q of the Florida Panthers, Dean Evison of the Minnesota Wild, and Rod Brindamore of the Carolina Hurricanes, who's actually in a contract year, funny enough. So those are the three finalists for the Jack Adams Award. And I know the other day when we spoke about Alexander Barkov being a finalist for the Selkie Award, the Selkie I talked about the other day, if you guys want to go back to that, but quick, quickly on the Selkie, that one is mostly about reputation and getting your name in there. And then someone like Barkoff, if he doesn't win it this year, he still has that reputation that he could win it if it's not this year in another year if he doesn't. But the Jack Adams Award is quite the opposite. Of that, it's more like uh, we had no expectations for you and your team, and because your team had this success, you are a big part of why this team is successful. And with the Florida Panthers and with Coach Q, there's no expectations for the Florida Panthers, really. And funny enough, in All of Coach Q's years, when he was with the Chicago Blackhawks and even before that with the St. Louis Blues, Coach Q has never won 
the Jack Adams Award. Why? Because most of those years, the Chicago Blackhawks were always expected to make it far into the postseason, either be at the top of their division or second in their division before heading into the postseason. So the people who voted on the Jack Adams Award, the people voting see it as, oh, we already had expectations for you guys, so we're not going to vote you as an award winner. So just an example of the last five years of the Jack Adams Award winners goes as follows, and I'm going to explain the expectation for each of these teams and each of these coaches prior to them winning. So Barry Trotz, when he was the coach of the Washington Capitals in 2015, the Washington Capitals finished with 101 points and were a second-round exit to the New York Rangers in 2015. At that time, there were still questions on, are the Capitals ever going to make it out of the second round? Can they win with Alexander Ovechkin in, in the mix? Can they win with Barry Trotz? Can they win with Nicholas Backstrom? All that stuff. And the Washington Capitals in 2016 finished with 120 points. They won the President's Trophy. So, and let's not forget, the Jack Adams Award, along with the other awards, are regular season awards. So this was their success throughout the regular season of getting the 120 points in 2016. Sure, they were a second-round exit to their arch-rival Pittsburgh Penguins, who ended up winning the Cup over the San Jose Sharks that year. But the Washington Capitals' regular season had the best one, and their expectations really weren't as high after so many disappointing exits in the playoffs. 2017, the award winner was John Tortorella, who is now a free agent head coach from the Columbus Blue Jackets. And their 2016 finish was last in the Metropolitan Division with 76 points. Their finish in 2017, they finished with 108 points. Third place in the Metropolitan Division, eventually losing to the Pittsburgh Penguins that year, who the Pittsburgh Penguins that year beat the Nashville Predators in six games. So it was a big turnaround from the Columbus Blue Jackets from 2016 to the 2017 season. 2018 was Gerard Gallant, former head coach of the Florida Panthers. Why was Gerard Gallant the Jack Adams Award winner? Because the Vegas Golden Knights were a new franchise, no expectations, and we didn't know what this mix of players would be when this team forwarded together. They finished with 109 points in the 2018 season. And in their very first season of existence, they make it all the way to the Stanley Cup final, eventually losing to the Washington Capitals in five games. And you, you, know, you know how many playoff series the Vegas Golden Knights have won since their existence? Nine. And the Florida Panthers are still looking for their first playoff series win since 1996. So that's a little bit hard to swallow. So, oh, it's painful to see. So after Barry Trotz wins the Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals, he was in a contract year. So, And even before Barry Trotz won the Stanley Cup with Washington, 
a, a lot of people were thinking if Barry Trotz does not win a Stanley Cup this that year in 2018, he's as good as gone. But he they won, and he still left anyway. So Barry Trotz goes to the New York Islanders, where in 2018, the year before, they finished with 80 points and they missed the playoffs. 2019, when he comes into the mix, they finished second in the Metropolitan Division with 103 points, missed the division title by one point against the Capitals. And then in round two, they lose in seven. Excuse me, they get swept by the Carolina Hurricanes in round two after the Carolina Hurricanes beat the defending champion Washington Capitals in seven the prior round. But it was a huge turnaround, a 23-point turnaround from... 2018 to 2019 so it's showing that there is a huge effect with bringing in a new coach with Barry Trotz having a lot of doubts on whether he could carry the Capitals to a Stanley Cup which he did and he turned it around immediately in New York and look at the New York Islanders now they they get bounced in the second round in 2019 and now they're in their second straight I, I guess you can't say a conference final this year semi-final appearance under Barry Trotz. So Barry Trotz, well-deserving and one one of the greatest the, the game has ever seen. 2020, Bruce Cassidy for the Boston Bruins. In 2019, the Boston Bruins finished with 107 points and made it all the way to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final, eventually losing to Jordan Bennington and the St. Louis Blues. In 2020, they win the President's Trophy right before the COVID-19 shutdown. And in the round robin, if you, a little bit of a rewind, the Boston Bruins didn't win a single game in that round robin. Even though they won the President's Trophy, they were seeded fourth in the playoffs after the qualifiers and round robin were done. And then they eventually lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning in five games. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning went on to win the Stanley Cup last year. And that is one of the few exceptions to the Jack Adams Award where there was a bit of expectations. But with the Boston Bruins um, winning the President's Trophy, it helped Bruce Cassidy's case to win the Jack Adams Award. Stonks, memes, rocket ships. Day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor, and if you're doing it long, team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront can make it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. 
Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5,000 bands for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Get your first 5,000 managed for free for life. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. So let's talk about it in this year's nominees finalists. So Coach Q, let's talk about let's talk about the Florida. Actually, let's leave the Florida Panthers last. Let's start with Rod Brindamore of the Carolina Hurricanes. In 2020, they lose in the first round against the Boston Bruins in five after sweeping the New York Rangers in the Stanley Cup qualifier, sweeping them three to nothing. But the year before that, the Carolina Hurricanes made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Final where they got swept by the Boston Bruins. Dean Evason of the Minnesota Wild was an assistant coach in 2018, had was the interim coach for the rest of the 2020 season and eventually got his interim tag removed right before the start of the Stanley Cup qualifiers where the Minnesota Wild lost to the Vancouver Canucks 3-1 to in, in that round. Then... This year, 2021, the Minnesota Wild make it all the way to a Game 7 against the Vegas Golden Knights, a place where the Wild were not expected to be. They they win a critical Game 5 to send it back to Minnesota to force a Game 7. So a, a series that could have easily ended in 5 made it all the way to 7 in Round 2. I, yes, correct. This is a regular season award, but what... The Minnesota Wild have done in the playoffs has really shown Dean Evason's value to Minnesota. And let's not forget the Kirill Kaprizov, the most likely to win the Calder Trophy this year over Jason Robertson and Alex Nedeljkovic. That that has a big thing to do with it too. But Dean Evason, ever since he got his interim tag removed, has been great for this Minnesota Wild team. And now let's go to Coach Q of the Florida Panthers. Coach Q, like I've said on this podcast before, Coach Q had to start year one by cleaning the mess that Bob Bugner and Dale Talon made. But even though Dale Talon was his boss for one season. So in the middle of still trying to transition from regimes, at least in the coaching realm in year one, the... Florida Panthers fell short. If the if the season were to end and there was no Stanley Cup qualifiers, the Panthers would not have made the playoffs, which is one of the main reason why I consistently say that the Stanley Cup qualifiers don't really count as the, as a playoff appearance. I I personally don't count it. They lost to the New York Islanders 3 to 1 in the Toronto bubble in the Stanley Cup qualifiers that year, and then front office change happens, many signings later, and the Florida Panthers were right out of the gate from start to finish consistent. And like I said, to start this season, I had I had little expectations for this team. Why? Because we didn't know how these pieces were going to fit together. 
there was the signing of Wenberg, there was the signing of Nudevaro, there was the signing of Radko Gudis, there was the signing of Carver Hagee off a Stanley Cup championship team. There was Anthony Duclair, who we didn't know how he was going to fit neither on this team. But let's not also forget the incredibly awful contract that the Florida Panthers had with Mike Matheson, and they were able to trade that away, get it off their books, and bring in Patrick Hornquist, who made a huge impact early on. Yeah, his play fell down later in the year. He suffered a few injuries, but they're able to get a veteran presence in their locker room, along with clearing some cap from a player that they did not see as part of their long-term future. So credit to Bill Zito on that for helping Coach Q get rid of that after Mike Matheson was pretty much a no-show in the Stanley Cup qualifiers and ended up being a scratch after that. So credit to Zito and Q for that. Everything from start to finish has was great, only going on two separate three-game losing streaks and no more than that. And the Florida Panthers ended up finishing second in the Central Division, in the newly formed Central Division for this season only, which looks like now that with Canada opening up their borders for cross-border travel for the semifinals. So I, I think Q has just an incredible case for for this award based on the expectations. I know Bruce Cassidy's was a one-off when it came to expectations for winning the award, but you see the turnaround that the Florida Panthers made. I think if we're being honest, I think the least... I don't... Deserving's not the right word. I think the least likely that should win is Brindamore because the Carolina Hurricanes have had expectations really since they made the conference final two years ago. And Everson and Coach Q, with their teams, their teams were looked like, looked like they were not going to even be close to contending. And they've exceeded expectations. So that's what the Jack Adams Award, really, as far as voters vote, show based on our expectations of you and the results after we set our expectations. So I think, and I may be biased because I'm the Locked On Panthers host, that Coach Q should win this award because the not only did they were they really successful, but now after this year, the Florida Panthers have are are have put the league on notice that they're here, that this is something that could be consistent for many years to come, and nobody thought that it was going to be this quick of a turnaround, especially since the Florida Panthers have really dominated most teams in the division with the exception of Carolina. So that consistency against the six Central Division teams with the exception and with the exception of Carolina are a reason why Coach Q has my vote for the Jack Adams Award. I know I went on for about 19 minutes talking about Coach Q and his case for the Jack Adams, but and then I talked about how the Florida Panthers' success this season is something that could be for many years to come. And I posed a question. I actually ran a poll on the Locked On Panthers Twitter page asking, 
because this is a Fan Friday episode and I spent 19 minutes talking about Coach Q's case, but I wanted to ask the fans and along with explain my take on this. And I posted a poll saying, with Florida making the playoffs in 2012 and 2016 and then not making it the next, are we in for a letdown in 2022 after the Florida Panthers made the playoffs this time around? And in that poll, 20 people voted. 85% of them voted for no, and 15% of them voted yes. 15% of 20 is three people. And those three people that replied, excuse me, voted yes, <laughs> did not reply to the tweet explaining why they said yes. And I kind of want to know why they think that. But I don't think we're in for a letdown in 2022 for the Florida Panthers because if you remember, both situations with after making the playoffs with Kevin Deneen of the 2012 team that made the playoffs, the Florida Panthers were off to an awful start the very next season and Deneen got fired. And then that resulted in the Florida Panthers getting the number two overall pick in the NHL entry draft, lost the Nathan McKinnon sweepstakes, but they were able to benefit by getting Alexander Barkov second overall in that one. And then the next season, uh, Aaron Ekblad first overall. And then 2016, the Florida Panthers win the Atlantic Division, get eliminated in round one by New York. Dragalant gets fired within the first few months of the season. So though what those two seasons have in common is that they the coaches were fired really early on. And this time around, if the Florida Panthers are to get off to a slow start, I don't think Coach Q is getting fired. There's like literally a less than 1% chance of that happening. If I had to guess today on June 11th, 2021, like forecasting the season start in October. So I don't think they're, I don't think that's the case. And with the many mistakes that Dale Talon made as well from his time starting in 2010 all the way up to 2020, at least from what I've seen so far with Bill Zito, I don't have a reason to believe that he will go crazy with big spending on free agents and extensions on players that he sees a little bit of hope for that he drafts like a Mike Matheson. So I don't, I don't see that as a situation that Bill Zito would make. And Bill Zito, when it comes to big contracts on the team with Strawman, Yandel, and Bobrovsky, if he's able to get two out of those three cleared, priority is Yandel and Strawman first. If you're to get those off your books, then the $10 million contract for Sergey Bobrovsky is more doable. Does it still cap strap you a little bit? Yeah, but it, it makes things more doable to build around if, if big if, Bobrovsky is able to bounce back and play to Vesna form, but I'm not expecting it. But Sergey Bobrovsky is also very serviceable as a leader in the locker room and a leader for a young goaltender in, in Spencer Knight. So with this version of the Florida Panthers, I'm not anticipating a letdown in 2022. And like I said, 85% voted no, 15% voted yes.
and no replies on the no replies explaining the yeses. And a few replies that I got from the fans is at Scully two four nine three says no. This team feels way different. Seventeen we would have if the owners didn't bring in Tom Rowe. Cursed us with Yandel as well. Axiled underscore Axe says they built a good core and they just have to get better at the complementary pieces. At Dragons underscore Quest says they have built a foundation through Zito. They will only be getting better. Top three in the Atlantic will be Florida, Tampa, Boston. And I agree with that. Florida, Tampa, Boston as the top three, no specific order. Let's not. I know the Montreal, the Toronto Maple Leafs got balanced in the first round, but they're still a really talented team, though. Most of their money spent is mostly on very expensive forwards. There's still questions about their goaltending, but they're still a very talented team that they could challenge for the fourth or third. So, and Montreal is in the semifinals this year uh, that nobody expected. So they might be on their way up for the Atlantic division as well. But I'm still expecting with from the Florida Panthers with their success this season that it's going to continue on when the Atlantic division does return next season. In the next segment, we're going to give a quick ECHL Greenville Swamp Rabbits update along with answering the questions of who are Florida Panther fans mostly rooting for the rest of the way in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You've been listening to Locked on Panthers. Did you know that Built Bar has nine amazing flavors? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors well, you're missing out. There's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Know what my favorite one is? My favorite is the peanut butter brownie. If you haven't tried all these flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're healthy too. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you'd like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back, guys. So the Florida Panthers ECHL affiliate Greenville Swamp Rabbits played last night against the Indy Fuel in Game 2 of their first-round series in the Kelly Cup playoffs. And on the other side of the bracket, actually, is the Florida Everblades, who play in Estero, Florida. They're the ECHL affiliate of the Nashville Predators. And if both of them advance, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits have an opportunity to play some playoff games in the state of Florida. So that is one thing to keep an eye on. So in game two of their first round series against Indy Fuel, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits were firing on all cylinders right away, scoring within the first 46 seconds of the first period and scored early in the second period as well and then getting their empty netter at the very end 
to finish with a final score of 3-1. to one. And Ryan Bednard, once again, played spectacular, making 26 saves on 27 opportunities of shot faced with a 9.62 save percentage in Game 2. And these are a best-of-five series in the first round of the Kelly Cup playoffs. And the Greenville Swamp Rabbits now lead two games to none with only one game left to win before advancing to the next round. So stick taps to the Greenville Swamp Rabbits and rooting, cheering them on as they to get one more win to advance to the next round. I put out a tweet on the Lockdown Florida Panthers page asking you guys, the listener, on who you guys are rooting for the rest of the way in the Stanley Cup playoffs. As of this recording, now the final four has been set. So the final four goes as follows. It is the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Montreal Canadiens, which that series will start on Monday in Vegas. And it's going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the New York Islanders, which will be starting on Sunday at 3 p.m. on NBC. So with the Florida Panthers not being in the mix, unfortunately, I asked you guys, who are you rooting for? I'll say mine last on this one, on the question prior to if the Florida Panthers are in for a letdown. I answered that one first, but I'll save my answer for last on this one. So some of the replies are at Scully2493 is depends on who makes it to the final. As of right now, I want Avs Islanders matchup, but if it ends up Knights Lightning, then I'm going Lightning. At JG3441 says Tampa because I told somebody before the playoffs, the winner of Tampa Florida series will be the champs. At M Hansen nine two nine six says no one Florida is the only team I care about. Haven't watched a game since they got eliminated. <laughs> kind of like that response, even though I'm still gonna watch some hockey after. At Juby one says I like the Avs this year, so I'd go with them. Though Montreal would be a really great story. And some of these replies were before the Colorado Avalanche were eliminated. They were eliminated as of last night after a 6-3 final score in Game 6 against the Vegas Golden Knights. So some of these replies might still say the Colorado Avalanche. At 1 Panther says, none of the above. At Rick Layton says, Canadians at this point. I was a Montreal fan before there was a Florida Panthers. As a Florida native, I switched to the Cats at the beginning of our inaugural season at FLA Panthers punk replied with a gif of the New York Islanders team at H lamp says don't care I'm just watching hockey which is better than no hockey at all I can respect that at KL in FL says I'm at the point of rooting against certain teams <laughs> at bear in a Tux Twitter says, probably either Avs or Canadians. At JV7715 says, anyone but Tampa, their fans are trash. (laughs) And then two more is, one more actually, 
at Penelope Kill says any team but the Tampa Bay Lightning. And of course, most of these are against the Lightning. A lot of them are there at the point of rooting against another team. Some of them are saying the Avalanche. But of course, once again, this was a question posed before the Colorado Avalanche were eliminated. But I'm going to give my of who I'm rooting for in the rest of the way. So once again, Vegas versus Montreal, Tampa Bay versus New York, Islanders for the semifinal. And of course, Florida Panthers fans, as as a Panther fan, I can't root for Tampa Bay. It's the state rival. They won the cup last year, and you just don't want them to win. That That's your, that's your state rival, uh, the team that you're trying to get over the hump on so can't root for Tampa Bay on that one. Vegas can't root for them because even I I think about more and more of how the Florida Panthers did not protect a player like Marcheseau and it ended up biting them in the ass and then hoping that the it doesn't happen the same way with Carter Verhage this time around, hoping it's not a Jonathan Marchessault situation. But it's not really the fault of the Vegas Golden Knights that they were successful immediately from that expansion draft. It was more of the bad management with the Florida Panthers at that time with Dale Talon at the helm. And, of course, um, Riley Smith being traded in exchange for a fourth-round pick to the Vegas Golden Knights as well and seeing them have instant success. There was Dragalant, as we mentioned in the first segment, who was a Jack Adams Award winner. So a lot of Florida Panthers were having immediate success there, while the Florida Panthers still haven't had success since 96. So it's like, man, the Vegas Golden Knights are those new kids on the block that just bully everyone and win. And like I said, nine playoff series wins since their existence, while Florida hasn't had one since 96. So I personally don't want to see the Vegas Golden Knights win Montreal, I highly doubt, honestly, that they'll win over the Vegas Golden Knights. I want them to win. But will they? I don't know. But on paper, let's talk about on paper versus on the ice. The Canadians weren't expected to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. They weren't expected to beat the Winnipeg Jets. And they found a way. Both the Knights and the Canadians both have incredible goaltending. Vegas has two great goaltenders. The Vegas Golden Knights has the leadership of Mark Stone. They have Petrangelo, who just they just signed this offseason. Alec Martinez, a Stanley Cup champion. Marcheseau, who was on the Lightning, then the Panthers. One of the leading goal scorers on the Panthers before going there. And they're just so well run that I have a hard time believing that Vegas won't win this series, but hoping that Montreal finds a way to do so. The New York Islanders, on the other hand, in the in the other series against Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Lightning have just looked like a completely different team ever since returning Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos. Yeah, cap circumvention. Yeah, whatever. That 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 it's it's. There's no point in beating the dead horse on that one anymore. But they. They're just so well run. They're just so good. It sucks. At one point against the Carolina Hurricanes in their second round series, I believe it was either game four or five, they were three of six on the power play against Carolina. And Carolina looked like a completely different team from the time in the regular season to the playoffs. 
And sometimes teams find a way to win in the playoffs. Sometimes teams find a way to do so. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, with their experience, they found a way. And it, and it sucks. It stinks as a Florida Panthers fan. And you don't want them. You don't want them to win. However, they they're they're there's a huge chance that they likely will in this one against the New York Islanders, who's missing Anders Lee in this one, who has been out since the 27th game of the season with an ACL injury. So I highly doubt that Anders Lee, their captain, is going to make a return. They do have great goaltending as well with Simeon Varlamov, who was a guy who the Panthers couldn't get through last season in the Stanley Cup qualifiers. They got Travis Zajac and Kyle Palmieri at the trade deadline from the New Jersey Devils. They still have Matt Barzell, who's a key contributor to the New York Islanders. But do they have the firepower that the Tampa Bay Lightning have? They're a great defensive team. So these games between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders could be low scoring. But when you need a goal most, can you trust that the New York Islanders will get that for you? I don't know. I'd love to see them get over the hump. And with Barry Trotz coming into a this situation with being a playoff team every single year, like I mentioned in the first segment, it, it's it's great to see how consistent this New York Islanders team has been since his arrival. And yeah, there's a lot of criticisms on the style of play of the New York Islanders, how, oh, it's boring. Oh, it's great. To, it's, it's just defensive hockey. But they find a way to prevent other teams from scoring and can they do that against Tampa Bay that's the big million dollar question when it comes to that series so hopefully as as the fan and that we have a Islanders Canadians Stanley Cup final but how likely is that very unlikely if I had to guess if you like what hearing Please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers comes into your podcast feed. Make sure to also listen to the national show, Lockdown NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts, and also the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And when you're done listening to this episode, please tell your smart device to play today's episode of Lockdown Today. Does a college football playoff expansion hurt? Notre Dame? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day. Every day.